The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. As well as being friendly on your finances, Grazex is also environmentally friendly. This month, for every 100,000 tons of feed we sell, we'll plant a daffodil next to our mine. For 10% off your order, use the code BEEFANDDAIRY in a colleague's retirement card. And welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website and the printed magazine, brought to you by Grazex. This month, we're doing something we've never done on the podcast before cooking. And who better to lead us in our cooking than Cliff Trent Roberts? TV's Mr Beef, Cliff Trent Roberts has been cooking beef on television since the mid-80s and was almost single-handedly responsible for the beef renaissance of the 90s. A relentless campaigner to get beef to feature more heavily in school meals, he's still going strong. In fact, the final episode of his most recent television series, Around the World and 80 Beefs, in which he ate a corned beef sandwich with Dalai Lama, was watched by more people than the moon landings. Best known for his flamboyant beef recipes, and of course his high-profile fling with Princess Diana, we've been waiting to set this up for some time, but it was only this month that Cliff had some space in his diary, due to a cancelled court hearing after the unexplained death of the plaintiff. My visit to Mr Trent Roberts' central London penthouse apartment also coincided with the publishing of new research in New Scientist magazine, which suggested that eating beef for every meal is unhealthy. We're taking that piece of research with a pinch of salt, some pepper, a boat of onion gravy and a beef wellington, followed by a dessert wine and a generous helping of fruits the forest trifle. But we thought it provided us with a nice challenge for Cliff, cooking something that isn't beef. If you haven't had dinner yet, and have a well-stocked larder, or a pause button in a shop nearby, why not cook along? Uh-huh, here he is, come in. Cliff. Yes. Before we got down to cooking, I took the opportunity to have a look around Cliff's kitchen. So Cliff, I'm here in your kitchen and I must say it's an absolute privilege to be in the actual kitchen where I imagine you've invented some of your most famous dishes. That That's true. Uh, I've travelled all around the world, come up with all sorts of ideas, but it's here. This is the nerve centre. This is where beef comes to life, as I say. I mean, so I'm looking at this hob mm-hmm. and just imagining, I mean, this is the hob where you probably first cooked... Steak a la Garden Centre, is that? Steak a la Garden Centre was on that hob right there. Yeah, German mince cakes, were yes. Although that was, yeah. Well, we workshopped that in Bavaria for about three months first, but then it was perfected here. This is where we got the the, the mixed just right of uh, of suet and beef and milk. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And I mean, obviously, there's so many recipes that you're well known for, but mm. the one that's feeling very special for me in here is the idea that I'm in the same room where you came up with the famous hat of beef. <laughs> the beef hat, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is well, that is this the place where? you're standing on the very spot where I first tried it on. Uh, Now, that's obviously what what, uh, brought you your your early success. Yeah. You brought out the book about how to make your own beef hat. That was huge. The TV show. um, And then we went to America for a little bit of a while. And um, and it was, yeah, it was great. It's so exciting. And it's just grown and grown, the beef hat, of course, because, I mean, I'm sure most people would know of it as as the classic bowler hat, which is how the beef hat started. That was the one that you cooked on television on Christmas Day in 1997. Exactly, exactly. And that had already taken me about five years to perfect. And it was the rim that was the trickiest bit. Getting the actual shape of the bowl over the top is is, is actually very straightforward. Um, 
once you're sort of mashing some soft, nice mints of beef together, but actually getting a rim that will that will hold. Um, you have to get steak fillets and fry them at extremely high temperatures. I wonder whether you could give us a little beef and dairy mm. network exclusive, and uh, maybe you won't be able to tell me this, but there have been rumours, obviously, for for years mm-hmm. that um, the Queen Mother was, was ah. buried <laughs> right. in a hat of beef made by yourself. You've never publicly denied it or confirmed it. Come okay, on. Okay. Putting you on the spot. Okay. It, okay. The room is circulated because when she was buried, as you know, uh, the, the, the coffin was six foot long. And she was she was not a tall lady, uh, but, but yes, you're quite right. Uh, she was buried in a, in a beef centurion's helmet. Obviously. I mean, you're famed for cooking beef. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're best known, you know, you're kind of Mr. Beef, aren't you? Really? Uh, the most recent campaign... Uh, reach for beef at breakfast has yeah. been huge. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually, that's the thing I'm probably proudest of in my career, reaching out to kids and saying, you know, re- reach for beef, okay? Beef is the way forward. So many malnourished kids in this country and their education is suffering and we're going to suffer when we're old if these kids aren't eating enough beef when they're small. And it's about making beef accessible. It's about making it fun, okay? So uh, breakfast beef, for example, uh, we package it much like their favourite cereals, okay? With And there'll be uh, toys, action figures, that kind of stuff that they can eat on the bus to school to engage with beef yeah i mean i've i've met lots of children since you began the campaign who you know now cannot get up in the morning without reaching for the beef shards they reach for the beef shards and you can turn the beef shards into any all manner of uh you know a dinosaur uh a crocodile you can do whatever you can just eat them you can do whatever you like with them would you, would you eat them with milk i can do you can eat them straight out of the packet just as they are um some people heat them up um porridge style i like to have a bit of milk because i i feel like that's the complete cow meal right there it's like a bit of porridge maybe a couple of sultanas to sweeten it um what about people who say look you know i'm, I'm getting up in the morning i'm busy mm-hmm. i've got to get to work i haven't i simply haven't got time mm-hmm. to be messing around with beef well then grab a go beef go bar Okay, I mean, they're all over the place now, right? And uh, a single bar is enough for a fully grown 13-stone man, okay? So, you know, if you're under that, then you're good, right? Save a bit for lunch. When it comes to beef, I mean, you've got an answer for everything. I sure do. I sure do. But uh, you've got me in a bit of a, in a bit of a, got me a bit of a non-beef challenge today. Well, that's true. Yes. So uh, we've we've put you on the spot a bit because um, tell us, tell the listeners uh, what you're going to be cooking today. I think they're going to be surprised. Uh, As much as I, like most of your listeners, I'm sure would like to eat beef for every single meal. You know, science has got in the way a bit, and increasingly there is scientific evidence um, that, uh, you know, eating beef for every single meal will eventually cause your colon to blow up and explode like a poorly marshaled hot air balloon. So, as a result of that, I'm going rather against my own grain, and uh, I'm going to be cooking you a chicken. Wow, a world first, probably. <laughs> yep. You've cooked a chicken before? Oh, oh in, in, yeah, back in the day, of course. Yeah, I mean, when you train, when you go, you have to go through all the four meats, of course, before you specialise. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it's like riding a bike. I think, uh, I think the old school will kick in. Well, let's get the chicken on. Okay, let's go. Okay, so here we are. Here's our chicken. Um... Pretty standard. It's a lovely bird, isn't it? It's just well, it's all right, isn't it? It's just a whole medium-sized chicken. There's nothing um, that gets the cybergrams going quite, is there? Like that, the smell of a raw chicken. We've just taken the cellophane off. Mm. It's it's evocative. It's evocative. Yeah, I, 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 feel like I can smell the smell the factory, smell yeah. the battery farm. You can. That's what I feel. You can imagine it, can't you? I mean, is this you? You just mentioned battery chemical farms. boot cleaner. Is is this? 
chicken, a free-range chicken? What are you looking for when you buy I a chicken? I see that that is none of, that's the chicken's business, not my business. I'm in the business of cooking the chicken, which for this chicken I suspect is probably a highlight of its existence. It doesn't look like it's had a very happy life so far. I'm going to try and turn that around. I'm not too worried about its background. Okay, here we are now. Let's get on with it. So you've got a kind of equal opportunities... Um, policy when it comes to meat. Yes, and also I quite like to be able to spend one pound fifty on an entire chicken. Is that how much this this one cost? Well, that was one pound fifty for three chickens, actually. So uh, you got your chicken. Mm. It's out with the packaging. Mm-hmm. What's your go. What's your first step? Well, the key uh, to cooking chicken, if memory serves me right, is is the stuffing, of course. Um, Some people might uh, put a bit of lemon in there, herbs, sage, maybe, whatever you like, really. Um, But uh, today we're going to be using burgers. Just, there we go. So, hang on, just normal beef? Just your lovely, rich beef burgers. Nothing normal about them, my friend. And, and in you, they go. You're just stuffing them into just the... stuffing them, and they will start to disintegrate as you do it. Uh, to anyone who's uh, joining in and cooking along back at home. But uh, it's important not to let that put you off. Keep stuffing them in. You'll, you'll be amazed. Um, but even with quite a small bird, you could get... Upwards of, of 30 burgers. And this one I think we've got here is a... I think we're going to get a 40, 45 burgers. It's really beginning to sort of... this chicken. ...balloon there. It really is. But the more it balloons, the better, because then the pressure within the, the flavour of the beef within the burgers will already start to punch through the, the flesh of the, of the chicken and start to make it taste like something you actually want to eat. Right. That's so- it. I mean, that's really taken out of you, isn't it? Yes. Stuffing those burgers in. I'm working up an appetite, let yeah. me tell you that. <laughs> you really, uh, you've really run that chicken's anus to its limit. It's mm, almost yeah. barely holding together, isn't it? It's, uh, it is, but that's why, I mean, we should have covered this earlier on, of course, but when you are stuffing in upwards of 40 burgers into a, a chicken, I would advise you to, to spigot first, um, as we did. I mean, this is audio, isn't it? But uh, get your anal spigots. Just dilate that anus first, and, 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 and the first few burgers should go in nice and slow and then uh, it's at the end there that you're really gonna you really gotta thunder them in before we put that chicken in the oven here's a message from one of our partners podcasts 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 <laughs> they're audio programs that tell smart stories in innovative ways using editing techniques like, like this. this like this like this yeah. but let's face it all that smart stuff can be exhausting That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in. It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop Podcasting Yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes. Or MaximumFun.org. Okie dokie. So we're all ready to uh, pop that in the oven. And in we go. So okay. we're looking, you're putting it there on 180, is that right? That's right. And, uh, and it'll be going there for about an hour and a half, I'd say, all told. And then Bob's your uncle. So What if, um, I mean, most people will, but what if you haven't got an oven? Is there a way you can cook this at home, on the, oh, maybe on a barbecue? Or? Oh, yes, you could barbecue it. You could cook it, you could cook it in, a, in an open fire. And I'd advise you, if you do that, to let the fire die down a bit, bury it deep into the embers, uh, let it smolder. It's going to take a bit longer than an hour and a half, add an hour maybe to that. And you know when it's ready because the anus of the chicken will start whistling. Uh, whistling. Uh, it sounds like um, like the gentle howl of, a, of an injured wolf, say, or a lovelorn wolf. 
Right. Okay. Just, but not, not a not a big emphatic howl. If you get to the full emphatic, like the hunter's howl of a wolf, then you you've probably overdone it. Your chicken's probably going to be a bit dry, but it'll still be okay. Um, but yeah, don't, don't get it to, to the full to full throttle, so to speak. Very just good. Like a, 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 just like a wolf that's stubbed its toe. So, if you're cooking along at home, now is the time to press pause on mm-hmm. the podcast uh, until the chicken is done in about an hour and a half. Uh, in the meanwhile, go off, uh, do whatever you like. Uh, myself and uh, Mr. Trent Roberts uh, will be sitting down and having a couple of drinks, I think. I thought you might uh, might like to try my homebrew beef wine. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> okay, great. Well, let's crack over the can. As we tucked into a few cans of his famous homemade fizzy beef wine... Cliff and I talked about his time promoting beef in the Far East. Mm. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, uh, my only regret really is that um, I didn't push it harder with the the beef sushi. Um, Japanese people, absolutely wonderful. I never quite clicked there, you know. Um, I don't think they're closed-minded. I, I think that's quite the reverse when it comes to, to you know, culinary experiments. But I think I approached it in all the wrong way. I think I, I think I, I think I should have been more aggressive. And I, I, I also I, sh- I should have eaten some of it myself. That's where I went wrong. Um, when push came to shove, um, yeah, hounded out. But I intend to return at some point, of course. So it's time to get the chicken out, I believe. You betcha. Let's get around. Okay. Oh, my word. <laughs> now that Just, smells absolutely mm. fantastic. Yeah, well, you can tell from the smell that it's moist because of all the burgers, it hasn't dried out one bit. Look at that, it is beautiful. Now, it's out, it looks mm-hmm. great. Yep. I mean, how would you recommend serving this? Well, hold your horses. You mustn't serve it right away. You've got to let it rest for a few minutes. And then, th- and this is absolutely key. Then you need to discard the chicken entirely. Um, well, so you're going to get rid of the entire chicken? That's right, yeah. So, so what are you going to do with the actual the, the chicken? Well, I would normally just sort of uh, chuck it in the outside bin, but you could... Uh, you could feed it to a dog or a pig. It's up to you, really. So just to be clear, you're sort of getting you're getting rid of the the chicken in, entirely. Absolutely, yes. And you're, you're just eating the the burgers. Just then, dig in, dig in to the old lovely burgers. And and and, and the burgers will have will taken on some of the flavours of the chicken. Oh no, no, they're just a set of burgers. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about burgers; it's a strong flavour. It's not going to be interfered with at all. I mean, I think some people listening might be thinking, in what way is is this? Eating a chicken. Well, we just roasted the chicken. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, um, if you're if you're cooking along at home, uh, just take that chicken, put it in the bin, get or, rid of it, and uh, and then enjoy that lovely plate of, of chicken infused. Just beef. It's just beef burgers. Just taste of beef. But but it's been through this lovely process where it's cooked inside a chicken, so it's taken on. It's a hero's welcome. It's been on a journey and now it's come back, and it's just beef. Okay, well, uh, if at home, send us your pictures of your creations, uh, and uh, and thanks, Cliff. It's an absolute beefy pleasure. Let's go and eat those bloody burgers, eh? Yes, please.
thanks to Cliff Trent Roberts for letting us into the inner sanctum, and I hope you all have a great time cooking that dish. Chicken stuffed with burgers. I haven't eaten anything else since. So that's all we've got time for. But if you're after more beef and dairy news, get over to the website now where you can read all the usual stuff, including our big review of this season's tractor seats, and details about how you can send away free yogurts of the world wall chart. And of course there's our off-topic section, where this month we find out whatever happened to the cast of Titanic. Until next time, beef out! Big thanks to Mike Wozniak. What I like to see is children getting into beef. Um, we run a, a, a workshop for children who've come out of sort of borstals, really. Children in foster care. Uh, they run a, we do a sort of mince workshop where they can make beef patties into any shape they like. And they tend to be quite simple shapes. They tend to be squares, circles, triangles. Um, these people have had very limited education. Um, but now and again, I mean, just, just three weeks ago, there's a little girl, um, only 12, 12 years old, slight little thing. She made a hexagon patty. And um, I was moved to tears. It was in a regular hexagon, of course, and it was sort of fat in one end and thin at the other. It would have been an absolute nightmare to to cook. Um, and she put a bit too much garlic in. Um, but um, it, it's programs like that that I think are really important, and that's what beef is about. Hi, I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. And if you're not listening to our podcast, Baby Geniuses, you're missing out on stuff like... Kamel Nanjiani solving the Zodiac murders. Oh, who's like... Would you ever go to a friend and you're like, Hey, could you lick all these lick all these envelopes for me? You'd be like, you're a serial killer. <laughs> I'm, definitely, I'm leaving right now. Guy Branham talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, and it was, it was just a great moment of like, Oh no, I'm here, boys. Like, I'm on this side of the bench... Megan Amram talking about intimidating baristas. Just feel like they're always in character. Like, they're always in character as, like, cool hipster girl. Uh And I just want to break through that barrier. Plus, every week we explore a new Wikipedia page and talk to a crazy expert in the field of nonsense. Well, any any hack can make you not have a boner. I mean, that's it's about how you do it. Right. You know? And we're the only podcast with regular updates about Martha Stewart's pony or your money back. We're not going to give them their money back, are we? Mm, no. Let's keep it. Yeah. Listen to our show every other Monday on Maximum Fun. Yay! Yay! MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.